coming up. A new baseball talk radio show. We're talking about the MLB lockout still. Ken Rosenthal upsets somebody and loses his job in the process. Apple TV is seeking out the MLB for baseball broadcast rights. And there's a female manager in the minor leagues for this year. All this and more on this edition. And welcome to this edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show for January 16th, 2022. My name is Rich Baxter, and I'm joined today by my good friend and co-host and better half of the show, Mr. Gary Mack. How are you, Gary? <laughs> I'm very good, Rich. Thanks so much for that introduction and a happy new year and a happy new year to everybody out there. Can't believe we're 16 days already into the new year, Rich, and... and uh, Nothing cooking on the baseball front. They keep uh, making uh, pleas or whatever, uh, whatever you want to call it. The owners do, and the and the uh, the union keeps turning it down. So the latest was on Thursday, and we're waiting to see if the union counters with something. Yeah, at least they had a meeting, as it was said. Uh, Forty-five days elapsed since the time that it was first announced that baseball was on a lockout and uh, at least it's a meeting. I mean, everybody was saying how the holidays would prevent them from meeting. I don't know why, you know, they could have snuck a meeting in before the holidays, Christmas time, that sort of thing. Well, we didn't get a real meeting until a couple of days ago now. And as you said, you know, people are still, um, waiting for an answer from the MLB players. And uh, just this morning, getting ready for a show, I um, was reading some of the uh, online uh, comments from different fans and found a few brilliant ones. Um, You know, a lot of them are starting to go against the players in this. As you said, uh, ownership seems to be reaching out, doing what they can uh, to make this happen and get, the season back on schedule. One of the comments I'm trying to find it now um, concerned hiring someday owner should invest in robotic players, which I thought was really interesting. (laughs) You know, it was like, wow, you see these robots nowadays and are getting more and more lifelike. Uh, is there a day where maybe we might see a robotic player? You said we had our first female uh, MLB staff coach hired this past couple weeks. How about a robot? <laughs> well, I, you know, I guess we could. Um, it, they wouldn't have to pay them much, and, and the maintenance would be pretty high, but uh, um, I don't think they've gotten to that uh, level of uh, uh, technology yet you know a lot of the ones you see sometimes they tip over still and uh, yeah. mostly good for servants I don't know if they could run it would be a slow motion game but uh, you know I would imagine who knows a hundred years you could see that but that would take the human element out of the game and, <laughs> and uh, you know you might as well just play it on a computer then yeah I mean I just, it struck me as funny. Um, uh, That comment was on MLB trade rumors guy's name there. I assume uh, old York put that comment up there. So pretty cool. Never know. And uh, I have a groundhog in my yard that I'm trying to chase away uh, every year, Gary. And uh, he came out today and uh, let me know that there'll be six more weeks of no baseball. (laughs) So uh, whether he saw his shadow or not, we're going to have six more weeks of no baseball. There you go, Rich. Uh, you know, he's a little early, like about by two, three weeks, but yeah. <laughs> coming out. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, Rich, what, what worries me is that there's no urgency to this they don't seem to be on either side neither side is rushing to the to the uh, uh bargaining table uh as i said the the league keeps making proposals the union just shuts them down isn't really counter proposing i mean 
you said that some of the comments were in favor of the league instead of the players, and I can see why. The league has made some st- substantial proposals that are, or you know, uh, that help the players. As far as I read into it, and uh, you know, and, and the players aren't even discussing it. It it just. I don't know what the deal is, and it concerns me. Yeah, you wonder, you know, what the stumbling points are and who's actually voting on this. Is there a group of players that represent all the players, like 30-some players, and do they take a vote from other guys? Uh, How does this hash out as far as solving something like this? The MLB is pretty concise. They have owners represented right on up to uh, the commissioner but behind the scenes i wonder what really goes on with the baseball players union and how they determine uh, that no they don't want to accept an offer or yes they do want to accept an offer you know who, who has the leverage in this i don't know and that would be an interesting story for you know the real quote-unquote media to cover you know how does yeah. Things like this actually get solved. Well, I think some of the issues that the players want, of course, the service time, the free agency thing, uh, the draft they want fixed, and and uh, they don't. Both sides, I think, but more the players probably want to, you know, stop the tanking, uh, and they want teams to pay more money. Naturally, um, there are some teams that that have a payroll of, I think Cleveland I read was at right now is at 28 million. I I could be wrong with that number, but uh, it's a, it's a ridiculous low low number. And the union wants almost like a, 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 a bottom, you know, they want them that you have to pay at least a hundred million dollars a salary to your team to provide, to stop the tanking. Now, I, I've got a different idea. If you want to stop the tanking, why don't you just flip the draft then? Let let the team that wins the World Series get the number one draft. They were the best team. Why shouldn't they get the best player? Um, the team that they lost to or beat in the World Series gets the number two draft and then the playoff teams and so on. And the worst team, instead of getting the best pick, they get the last pick. To me, that would stop you from tanking uh, because you you wouldn't want to get the last pick every year. So you wouldn't be tanking anymore. You know, you'd spend money then maybe to, um, to move up and hopefully get uh, more competitive as you go along. That's my idea uh, of one thing. But, I mean... You know, you, you got to negotiate. I mean, if if the owners are coming, I'm reading here they the uh, league made a new proposal that uh, increases the pay for players with two plus years of service time, with the best players earning even more in bonuses based on performance. The proposal also included ideas to address players' concern regarding alleged service time manipulation to incentivize devise teams to include top prospects on opening day rosters. So, I mean, they seem to be making an effort to come up with different ideas. And, you know, sometimes you just got to meet in the middle. I think what happened was the players felt they got screwed in the last contract and now they want to get it all back at once. And, And you can't do that. Not coming off a pandemic year in which the owners lost millions of dollars and the league lost millions to billions of dollars. You just can't do that. You got to keep that in mind. And you know, the players didn't lose any money or they, they lost in their pool maybe uh, that they don't get from the owners because the income was down, but they got their salaries. So they really didn't lose much. Yeah. um, Just like, you know, currently the fans aren't losing much because it's the off season. If this thing drags into even spring training, they're going to awaken a beast out there. And that's the fan base. It's already brewing. 
Uh, right now, it's hard for a lot of fans to to get upset because, frankly, we didn't have baseball in the winter here to to deal with. We didn't have um, you know things that were missing so far. But comments are getting more and more uh, prevalent online and amongst one another and in person. And you know, wouldn't that be a shame for baseball to lose fans? And I know baseball will probably never go away as a sport, but it's the fans out there that are going to suffer if things aren't um, finished up with the negotiation soon and baseball continues on as it has been, especially with, like you mentioned, a pandemic. We didn't know there would be a baseball season in 2020. We prayed and hoped that it would happen. We got a 60 game season out of the mix, but now is not the time to do that again, so to speak. You're, you're going to lose a lot of fans and, you know, people might not care. Oh, well, baseball will continue, but it's the human being that's going to suffer the fan, you know, uh, a father taking a son to a game. You're not going to have right. a lot of that, you know? Right. So it's just a shame that, if this doesn't get settled, baseball could wake up that beast in the fan. And, you know, years ago, they had to look forward to the fans money for most of their income. Now it's television rights and other rights. And we'll talk about another company trying to get some rights um, this year from baseball. And, uh, you know, it's a whole lot of money for broadcast rights. Now the ticket buyers are sort of like, in second place and not mm -hmm. thought of as much, I don't think. Yeah, and that's kind of a shame because it's the ticket buyers and the people who watch at home, it is the viewers as well, but a lot of time they're the same person. And if you start turning off the ticket buyers, they may not watch. Yeah. And if you don't play in the summertime, people may find other things to do. You know, golf really got quite a boom back during the pandemic because a lot of people brushed off their clubs that maybe they hadn't played in a few years and played golf because it was something they could do outside. You know, uh, they didn't have to mask up and people were home from work or they were working from home and they'd get their work done and rush out to, you know, to get some exercise at the golf course. So, uh, you know, we learned in a pandemic, people will find different things to do and baseball can't take that chance because it's just, it's going to hurt them for the next generation. You know, in the nineties, that strike really set them back. Yeah. And, uh, it really, a lot of people, it took them years to get back. And, and now that they're starting to go back again and, uh, then we get hit with the pandemic. Well, that, that kind of fed the fan because, when when last year came, people wanted, you know, they were excited to go back to the ballpark. Um, but if it's a money thing now here again, and the greed, people see it as the average fan sees it as greed, greed on both, on both, on both sides. sides. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, you know, that's not good because um, the fans or uh, the backbone, the players themselves said how wonderful it was to have the fans back in the seats, how it adds to the game. And now you're going to turn them off by, you know, play. Uh, the fans aren't big. Uh, they don't love the owners anyway, you know, very rarely. They all think they're greedy and everything, but they tolerate them. But the players, if they show their greed, the fans can get nasty. They can turn on you. And and then maybe that baseball card show doesn't show up as much because you were holding out for that money and you were outspoken about it. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, the guys that make the real big bucks, it's they, they don't care. It's a drop in the bucket. But, you know, I, I don't know. They walk a dangerous line and... and uh, Nowadays, I don't think you can do that. You have to be more reasonable. Yeah, and it's been said that uh, MLB commissioner uh, that called for the lockout may have done it a little prematurely. Uh, 
you know, they could have operated under uh, a current plan now for a certain amount of time. I'm sure the players probably would have, but baseball took that first step ownership and, and locked it out. And according to um, the commissioner, he said, Oh, that's the first step in, in reaching a decision in his eyes. So uh, maybe that wasn't the right choice, but like you said, yeah, it's going to be the fan to suffer. They've discovered other ways of spending their money and time. As you said, golfing, fishing. I've never seen so many people fish um, that I saw last year, <laughs> last spring. It was like you know, yeah. three times the amount of, of people in certain <laughs> spots that were fishing, which I thought was great. I was like, you know, amazed by, you know, hey, people have been locked up for so long in their houses, masking, social distancing, the whole nine yards. They were like, you know, we got to get out of here and we got to get some stuff done. Bicycling. You saw a lot of bicycles, bicyclists right. on the street. Right. Everybody. I mean, you, and golfing and things like that's going to be a lot cheaper than going to a game. You buy three tickets to a baseball game and tell me how much you'll spend in a day. You could easily have mm -hmm. a, several rounds of golf a couple times a month for the same price. Well, it depends upon where you play, but yeah, sure. you go to sure. a, a, a you know a county or a state course or something like that, and, and it is uh, definitely a lot cheaper. But uh, yeah, they they they're walking a tightrope here, and and I I think the league is smart this time in. In it doesn't look at least on the surface, it uh, doesn't look like they're the ones stonewalling everything. You know, they're putting out the proposals. They're the ones, you know, insisting on uh, a meeting, and the players' union just seems to be sitting back and not doing anything and saying, "No, this is what we want," and you know that's. I, I I don't I don't get it because it's bad. It's going to be bad publicity for them, and I can't see how they don't see that. Yeah, and if push comes to shove, of course we've seen it in the past. Yeah. Owners can hire replacement players, things like that. So it could it could turn very ugly for the players, the fans, things like that. So January sixteenth, as we're doing the show, it's still time to solve this and get onto schedule. Um, in other news, uh, MLB Network cut ties with a longtime broadcaster and uh, writer and all about sports, you know, mainly baseball, Ken Rosenthal. That was a little surprise to me to hear that. Yeah, supposedly he made a comment or uh, was critical of Rob Manfred and uh it came back to bite him in the butt, I guess, uh, where they finally get rid of him. And I guess it's their priority if you attack the boss, supposedly. Uh, you know, they could get rid of they can get rid of you and, and he he attacked the boss and he got, they got rid of him. So, uh, he's not going to be hurting. No, he'll, some network will pick him up. Probably. Uh, he'll be on something else. ESPN. Maybe he'll pick him up. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, he's still on Fox sports and he still works for the athletic. Who yeah. Just learned the New York times purchased the athletic, uh, athletic. That was a, a place where a lot of sports writers ended up after leaving newspapers and things like that. And now you have a big conglomerate that, uh, bought them out. So, you know, maybe there'll be another place now spring open that, you know, these writers can have a voice without retribution, fears of retribution. Why should Ken Rosenthal? And, you know, I've watched him over the years and he's, he, to me was always a level headed type of broadcaster, not one that mm -hmm. to keep to the party line, so to speak of, you know, the MLB, they weren't necessarily signing his check. Um, but with the MLB network, he had sent out and I have a screenshot on the, our YouTube version of the show. And it said, can confirm MLB network has decided not to bring me back. I'm grateful for more than 12 years I spent there. 
and my enduring friendships and on-air personalities, producers, and staff. I will always strive to maintain my journalistic integrity, and my work reflects that. So, you know, I never really was a big Ken Rosenthal fan, but I appreciated his work that he did, especially on MLB Network. He always seemed to give you that fair assessment of mm. things. So, you know, to be let go by a commissioner and Rob Manford for just, you know, speaking his mind, I think it's more of that woke personality type <laughs> yeah. of, you know, mantra that, hey, if you don't agree with me, I'm going to squash you like a bug. I'm going to make pretend you never existed. So, you know, that's what that's what's going on really I mean. and i and i always wonder you know with these guys how do they figure out their taxes i mean you know they're on this show they're on that show uh, he's been there 12 years now does he get a pension i mean uh, you know i it, it's it's an interesting thing but um i guess you know after 12 years, uh, they've got such a slew of guys. I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to go a little, uh, as you say, it, they got a little woke. They want to, maybe they want to bring in more women. Uh, maybe they want to get younger and they keep, didn't want to say anything, you know, but uh, in that kind of job, it's really experience that counts because the, the, he's the guy that's got the connections. Yeah. And, you know, just so his own opinion should be a, a granted right in journalism. That's what this country is founded on. But, you know, depending who you speak to, those things go out the window with certain people, you know, like um, I don't agree with it. So I'm I'm all of a sudden a big Ken Rosenthal fan. I'm going to follow more <laughs> of what he does. I'm going to support his side of this and you know i have a couple other favorite writers and uh, that i follow as well but you can see certain writers will stay away from what they may really feel about a subject and have to toe that party line especially writers that write for specific teams they're not going to go out on a limb and even uh, mention that there might be a problem with ownership or you know the gm but that's that's like a PR firm to me. That's not journalism. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And what do we got? Uh, what do I see that uh, Apple TV is wants to get involved with the MLB, Rich? Yes, Apple uh, joining the crowd that have already been with MLB uh, broadcasting games. That, of course, being YouTube, Facebook. Twitter already. You could have tuned into games over the years. A lot of people that might be a surprise to because they might not have been exposed to it. But um, yeah, that's the uh, scuttlebutt around the MLB that Apple is now uh, in serious talks to broadcast games. Of course, ESPN giving up some games um, for next year. And uh, you know, here's another company stepping up to the plate, so to speak. I'm not sure if they'll have it on their Apple TV programming. Um, that's probably where it would end up. But you also have Amazon out there that, you know, also uh, broadcast games as well. Mm -hmm. So they're taking a little bit away from broadcast television. And uh, maybe some of the reason behind that is a lot of people drop their broadcast television, uh, especially cable. They, for whatever reason, are saving a lot of money every month. I remember talking to a fan a couple years ago on it, and that was just the beginning of it. But now it's really like mainstream with a lot of millennial watchers um, axing their cable uh, connections. And that's what local outlets generally broadcast the games on the local cable outlets. So, well, I, you know, you know I, I don't know about you, Rich, but I have tried looking into different things and I can't save any money 
when you get the you know when you when you get the channels you want and now they're all streaming they all got these streaming services and you know i I don't know. I've got a bone to pick with all of that. And if Apple TV goes on in and they get games and it's on Apple TV, you got to buy Apple TV every month. Uh, you know, and now Disney Plus, you got Disney Plus and and you know, I don't think some of the things is are right about that either because they continue storylines you know, Disney owns Marvel. They own Star Wars franchise now. And they continue some of the storylines for like the Marvel movies and stuff. And if you don't have it, but you go to the movies, you're not going to know what happened. I mean, you know, you're going to have a gap. And I, I don't think that's right. I, I just, I, you know... Not everybody's got it. I know they want everybody to get it, but I can't figure out a way to get all the stations we want and save money. I just can't. I, I've I've run YouTube TV. I've run Hulu TV. And when you start adding all these other other things in, yeah. it it's not any cheaper. Yeah, it really keep, isn't. Keeps adding up with separate separate yeah. subscriptions and i've watched the facebook games i've watched the google games i've watched yeah, I've, some twitter games and they're hard to watch they're hard to watch on because mainly you have to watch them on a computer screen uh, and that could be like a mobile type of screen um if you're real savvy you could probably put it to your television but you know i don't do well, that or if you have a smart TV, you can get the app, uh, like the YouTube app, or or uh, but then you have to pay for it. Uh, not the YouTube app, uh, but the well, Facebook is free as well. I think you can get on your on your uh, TV. But yeah, if it's a game like I was watching the football last night on my phone because the uh, the TV was busy and. Uh, I was watching it on Yahoo Sports and it was free. So I you know, I didn't care. Right. Uh but the the point is that uh, you know, if they start taking away the free stuff, you know, it's going to hurt them again. I I I don't I I don't know, you know, they they talk about they want they worried about the kids not playing baseball and getting into the sport and yet they keep doing things like this and and don't they think that that hurts the sports if you've got a family and you know the kids say oh i want apple tv so we can watch the ball game oh i can't afford apple tv you know i <laughs> uh yeah senior citizens on a fixed income you can't afford all of that stuff yeah um you know so I don't I don't know. I don't know where what they're thinking, but it's all about the money. As you said earlier, the TV money has replaced the fans in the seat money and and that's not necessarily a good thing. And I agree with that. And um I used to watch MLB TV quite a lot, and I'm not sure why that you can't watch your own team. Well, I know why, but in this day and age, I think if you spend the money for mlb.tv you should be able to watch your own home team at home you spent a good yeah. portion of money to do that but to protect the rights of you know cable operators mainly that currently have the biggest contracts with mlb you can't watch your own team at home which i think is counterproductive for getting it but uh, mlb.tv had 10 billion minutes of viewership in 2021 all-time high for them so there's a plenty of uh, customers that have it and if you live in say new jersey and like the dodgers that might be perfect for you because there's mm -hmm. no blackout of the dodgers you can watch all their right. games right so um you know that's my bone of contention with mlb.tv signing up for it even though i like what it offers you can't watch the home team. 
Yeah, I, I I had it last year, and I, I'll be honest, the only reason I got it is because I got it for free because of my cell phone carrier. Right. So I took advantage of that deal. I mean, naturally, um, I'm going to sign up for it. I'm getting it for free. I'm, you, I'm technically I'm not getting it. You beat me by a I week. I beat, beat you by a week. Yeah. And I signed up and I didn't get it for free. We won't mention a carrier because we're not getting paid. We're not getting any jingle from it. <laughs> That's right. We're not getting a little uh, slice of the pie. That's but, right. Uh, I'm interested to know if I'll get it this year. And well, we'll not, see if they do it. Yeah. Somebody I had read somewhere or somebody told me that they've done it the last couple of years. So, yeah, that's uh, true. let's hope that they keep doing it. And uh, that's another pet peeve of mine, though, that they don't, you know, now they got this thing, uh, certain carriers about you get a free iPhone if even uh, new users and uh, uh, current users. Well, why don't they just send me an email and tell me that? Why do I got to see about that on a commercial on television? <laughs> and then try to read the small print to see if I qualify, you know? And it's just, I send me send me an email. Yeah. And I, I send you my money every month. There's no reason why you can't send me an email and say, hey, you want a new iPhone? We'll give you the new iPhone. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's just keep your contract another two years or something. I, I would do it. Yeah. And the company that we're both with, they do have that. They do have a program that you can sign up for um, off the air. I'll mention it to you. But um, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But it's it's nice that you get something included that you don't necessarily uh, pay for sometimes with another service. Cause like you said, it adds up at right. all, all your entertainment adds up yeah. and it's not cheap anymore. No, no. And it never was cheap actually. No, no, but it's even worse now. Yep. So um, why don't we take a little short break here? We'll show you and tell you how to, um, right sponsor our show become part of what we do here on the program and uh, we'll be back in just a second thanks for listening to this edition of the baseball talk radio show here's how you can help us and become a sponsor of the show just go to our place where we keep the show on the internet that's anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk radio show it's all one word then you'll get to our main page for the baseball talk radio show you can either listen on spotify there hit the support button or send us a message you can send us an audio message believe it or not so check it out there at anchor.fm forward slash on your keyboard baseball talk radio show and that will take you to our main page you can also sponsor our show at patreon.com forward slash baseball talk. There you can subscribe to different levels of sponsorship of the show. If you need any help finding these, just ask me or Gary to uh, point it out to you via email, rich at baseballtalkradio.com or Gary at baseballtalkradio.com. Gary, why don't you tell the folks about the other areas that they can check out the show? And check out the Facebook page. We've got yeah, we've got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash baseball talk radio show. So go check us out and you can keep up to date. And uh, you know, if you go and watch the YouTube version of the show, please subscribe. Yeah. And hit hit that like button because that makes the YouTube analytics uh, people very happy. And it also makes us happy. So uh, whatever you can do to help out, even if it's just subscribing to the show, that, that's uh, a big thing for us. And, uh, we appreciate it. Okay, we're back talking baseball with you here on the Baseball Talk Radio Show podcast with uh, Rich Baxter and Gary Mack. 
little bit of information there on how you can sponsor uh, our show, support what we do. Of course, you can listen to us on BaseballTalkRadio.com. Of course, it's the Baseball Talk Radio uh, podcast location that's adding more and more shows every week. And every weekend, I try to listen to as many as I can. My One of my favorites is Gary's show, uh, Mets Musings. And I also listen to Baseball PhD, which generally releases shows on Sundays. So uh, check it out, BaseballTalkRadio.com. A lot of different shows that you can uh, just click on and listen to and enjoy. If you're a big baseball fan out there, I wholeheartedly recommend it. Yes, certainly, and uh, check them all out. There's such a diversity of of uh, uh, opinion out there. It's uh, you know a wonderful thing. And Rich, I don't know if you saw this story, but um, we have a woman manager. We're going to have it, uh, Rachel Balkovac, who was a hitting to- a coach within an MLB organization, is setting another record now. The 34-year-old will be named manager for the Yankees' low-A affiliate in Tampa this season, a source confirmed uh, last Sunday, and this was first reported by The Athletic. Balkovac will become the first woman to manage an affiliated minor league team. She spent the last two seasons as hitting coach for the Yankees rookie level Florida Complex League. And last year, she served as the first base coach for the All-Star Futures game in Denver. Another first for a woman. She called her trailblazing a responsibility that she doesn't take lightly so uh women getting into the sport and uh we're gonna see a first female manager before a robot (laughs) maybe uh you could see the way this is (laughs) is heading um nice looking gal as well probably uh, a longtime sports fan herself and you know a couple years ago i had the chance to watch some women's softball for college the uh, ivy league and let me tell you, some of those players were exciting to watch, uh, awesome players, and um, congratulations uh, on being able to break into, you know, the Yankees organization and uh, become a manager there for her. And uh, really happy to see that. Um, really pleased. Yeah, she's uh, done a good job with them. And uh, as you say, I enjoy the, the collegiate uh, softball. How those, uh, those pitchers with their arms whipping that arm, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, and they, they, they're getting speeds up to 100 miles an hour, some of them, 95, 90. And I don't know how to hit his head. I even see the ball, you know? Uh, it's amazing. It's a fun sport. To, you know, people don't watch a lot of softball anymore. And um, having played a lot in my youth, the slow pitch softball, it's, it's really a fun sport. And it's fast because, you know, it's only 60 feet bases. Yeah. And, you know, it, you can get down that line pretty quick and, and you got to make some quick plays and, and uh, those players are terrific to watch. It's just uh, uh, ESPN sometimes runs them late at night. Uh, if you're a, a night owl like me and uh, you can catch the, the different collegiate games in season and, uh, you know, watch it because the talent's unbelievable. Yes, indeed. So uh, check it out. Especially if baseball isn't back, you have something to uh, fall back on. Um, MLB opening day is supposed to be March 31st. All 30 teams supposed to be in action. And I did a little research on this year's all-star game, Gary, uh, for 2022. Los Angeles is the venue for this year. Tuesday, July 19th is supposed to happen over in Tinseltown. And if they, I doubt if they'll move it from there. Uh, so this year, um, like they uh, screwed Atlanta last year, 
moving the All-Star game to Colorado. But uh, uh, I think in the long run, Atlanta got them back because they ended up making it to the World Series. So... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, that kind of earned it back, made it back. Uh, they couldn't move it from there, so uh, they couldn't move the World Series, so they got it back. But L.A. should be interesting. Um, fourth time in franchise history, the Dodgers will hold it. Uh, third time in Los Angeles and the second at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. So uh, I guess they must have uh, held it. Um, it says Ebbets Field in 1941-9 and the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum in 59. That's it was uh, where the Dodgers played in t- while they built Dodger Stadium, which now I believe is the second oldest uh, stadium in baseball. Yeah, yeah, I believe it is. Uh, I think so. After Fenway. Fenway Park, which I toured last year, I was completely uh, happy with that. I, I was, you know, a little spoiled with Philadelphia, where the action is close. If you're sitting in the first level, go to Boston sometimes, and you feel like you're on the field <laughs> almost. It's it's really scary because you have to really keep your head into the game because you're you're right there. It's amazing how small those old ballparks were and. Yeah, you're right on top of the the action, and and how steep some of the stairs are too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the ball. I had a first level seat down the first base line, and some chopped balls to the second baseman felt like they were coming at me. You know, like I was like, "Wow, I better get ready for this," because it was literally ground level, and you know, you got a good appreciation for you know, the game and how different it looks on television, certain hits, you know, things like that. But, um, yeah, July 19th (laughs) in Los Angeles. And previously, the last time they staged it there, they're saying is 1980. So that's a long time ago. Yeah. Well, you know, they they try to mix it around and then you get new stadiums and they try to have it at the new stadium. So, um, and we have had a slew of new stadiums. I mean, you know, it started with uh, probably Baltimore and then, uh, you know, uh, um, oh, geez, I can't even remember all the new Yankee Stadium and then the Mets moved and, and the Tigers opened up a new stadium. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Angels renovated, Kansas City renovated and. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, you had all of those openings and stuff and, uh, you know, it all, it all, uh, it all added in there. Yeah. Just like the, uh, football stadiums now they're coming out they, they look like giant spaceships. Some of them, uh, down in new Orleans, uh, <laughs> Dallas, you know, huge billion dollar complexes, uh, Las Vegas, that sort of. Thing, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're in a yeah, life of luxury for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. And Rich, uh, I, I don't know if you have anything else, but uh, we got some uh, retirements in baseball. Oh yeah, got a couple uh, big names and, there. Yeah, John Lester. Three. What is it? Three times he won the world championship. Uh, member of the starting rotation has retired after a 16-year career, which he established himself as one of the top left-handers of his generation. Uh, he went 217 with a 3.66 ERA in 452 career appearances uh, with the Red Sox, the A's, the Cubs, the Nationals, and the Cardinals. Five-time All-Star. Um, you know, what do you think? Hall of Fame for Lester? I, I think he's on the borderline there. I'm thinking yes for for Lester. Um, give me a second. I'll bring up his stats for the show. But um, just the time that he's spent and the success that he's had, 
I think he's going to be somebody that will make the Hall of Fame. And uh, let me just click this button here. No Cy Youngs, though, and that's I don't think he won a Cy Young. And that's, uh, you know. Look at his, his record. That's 200 a big wins. Thing. 117 yeah. losses. That's that's a very nice. That's a nice spread. record. Yeah, Boston, of course, the bulk of that, 110 wins, 63 losses. Um, extended his career in Chicago, and uh, he had mi mixed success as he was uh, nearing his uh, 38th year, which he decided to retire, and he commented that, you know, coming back from injuries and things like that, he couldn't do it as fast as a younger guy. Yeah, He might've been able to pitch another year. He had pretty good success um, leading up to that point, but let's scroll down here for our YouTube watchers here. And by the way, as uh, Gary mentioned, hit that like and subscribe button because uh, it really sets off the YouTube uh, channel well the company loves it we love it gives us uh, more chances to uh, bring you more great content so here's uh, some of those hall of fame statistics off of the baseballreference.com site he's just at that edge it looks like um, some previous pitchers that he pitched with similar pitchers uh, Roy Halladay, of course, making the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. But you have, like you mentioned, Gary, a couple other great pitchers that didn't make the Hall of Fame yet. You have uh, Dwight Gooden, David Cohn, Tim Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so I don't know. I think he's kind of on the bubble there. Yeah. He's uh, somebody that... Um, is very close. Maybe if he could have pitched another year or so, but of course he is 38. So that was, a yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Nice accomplishment, but, uh, did he ever win 20 games in a season? Yeah. It must see. have Let's right back up top to the, to the listings here. Uh, uh, not batting. We want pitching, not post season. Uh, let's go back to, hmm, should be up top here. There you go. Um, let's look at the seasons here. Wins. Is that it? Here it is. Mm, that that should be it. Yeah. Standard. That's 19 is what I see twice. Yeah. 18 games. Um, once. 16 games a couple times, 200 wins. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, tough to say. Yeah. What's going to hurt him is that um, he never won 20 games. And and what you could argue, who does nowadays? And uh, he never won a Cy Young, so... Yeah, he was four and one last year with a four point three six ERA. So this sort of um, you know, sneaks up on a player. We've had some other ones retire as well this this offseason. Melky Cabrera um just retiring from baseball January fourteenth, it was announced. Uh Cameron Mabin, guy that we've heard about for many years. Right. Uh, 15 MLB seasons, hanging it up at 34 years old. And uh, Kyle Seeger, also 34, um, spent his entire career with Seattle, retired on the 29th of December. So, yeah, that's the sad thing about baseball. You, you like to see baseball in person and see these guys. You may have seen them for the last time last year. So uh, then they slip into that retirement uh where you never seem to see him or hear about him again <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know you know you're getting all rich when you've seen uh, sons of ball players and grandsons of ball players finish their career play their whole career so uh it's um 
It's yeah. a shame, but you know, thirty-four to be retired and get another thirty-one years before he gets Social Security, and I, I don't think he'll be hurting though for money if he was wise with uh, his investments. Yeah, that's for sure. So, uh, players and owners still far apart here as we're doing the podcast, but we still have a ton of things to talk about, and I'm sure as time goes on, hopefully we'll be able to talk about that there's a settlement involved so uh, people can start making plans. I noticed one thing, Gary, I don't know if you were on your Mets site lately, but over at the Phillies site, tickets for sale, they're bombarding you. Oh, buy your individual seats, buy your ticket plans now, you know, (laughs) let's get your money in. Yeah, well, that doesn't stop. You know, with COVID still raging around, um, I don't know. I'm I'm laying low, so <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know what, how they're gonna do it, but uh, people will buy and they'll figure that they'll get their money back if there's no season. But um, I'll I'll watch on TV for the time being. That's true. Well, we want to thank you. Uh, next show, we'll do some stats on our listeners. Of course, uh, on the off season, our numbers go down a little bit, but it's still nice to talk about stats of uh, where you listen from, that sort of thing. I know a lot of people look forward to that. And uh, like Gary and I were mentioning, make this the year you sponsor the show. We don't bombard you with ads. Um we just try to uh, to do this show for you, and you know it'll give us a little chance to bring some more good things for you. So uh, check it out, sponsor the show, Gary. Uh, you want to lead us out for the uh, second show of twenty twenty two? Well, Rich, uh, it's good to be back with you in in another year, twenty twenty two, and I hope uh, everybody tunes in. And thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. Have a great week, everybody.